This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 117 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by Equestrian Collections for the whole universe of equestrian shopping at your fingertips at a price you can afford at equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. This is Glenn Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Well, today we have back with us the international dressage rider and superstar, Debbie McDonald. Debbie, as you know, is the co-host of the Dressage Radio Show, one of them, and she's an international dressage competitor, well-respected trainer and teacher and coach and, and all Olympian, uh, with Olympic and World Equestrian Game medals. She's just a superstar, and she's well-known here in the United States and well-respected throughout the world. Well, t- uh, today's tip is taken from episode 32 of the Dressage Radio Show. If you would like to hear the whole show, please take a listen in at dressageradio.com. Well, we're going to get to Debbie's tip right after I speak to you about how darn cold it is outside. Here in the United States, we're setting all kinds of records for cold. Horses are freezing, we're freezing, everybody's cold. Well, you can solve that problem at equestriancollections.com. With over 20 different brands of blankets and sheets to choose from, you're going to find something that will fit and outfit your horse and keep them warm this time of year. When the temperatures here in Kentucky haven't gone above 20 for a week, you know it's cold. So stop over to equestriancollections.com. She has blankets for you. She's ready to ship them out to you at prices you can afford. Plus, she has all the winter wear you're going to want for you, for your horse, for your husband, for your kids. You can outfit the whole batch of them there with tons of different styles to choose from at equestriancollections.com. Well, here's Debbie and Chris Stafford from the Dressage Radio Show. Debbie, this week I thought we would talk about something which, you know, everybody has to to deal with if you have horses. And if you get into the sport of dressage, you probably look at a double bridle if you've never used one before and think, well, should I be working in a double bridle every day or should I just use it at home? Or should I just use it at competition rather? And if I have a young horse, when should I uh, start to teach him to ride in a double bridle? So I thought this would be an interesting topic of discussion debbie and you know something that everybody in dressage faces eventually it's yeah obviously we all deal with that and um i think the first point is um you know when when do you introduce a horse to the double bridle and um i certainly would never introduce the double bridle until the horse was really accepting of the snaffle I have seen in the past, which is is very disturbing, where people actually go to the double bridle to think that they're going to get uh, better control or, you know, put the horse into submission. And and those are definitely the wrong reasons to be putting the double bridle on. The double bridle, you know, is something that unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at this, is something that in the FEI rules still state that we must show in a double bridle. Um, although the national, our national uh, rules, is, as I just heard from Hilda, is that they can show the Grand Prix in the snaffle now. And uh, that was new to me. I, I hadn't heard that that had been actually um, passed. But apparently that is the case. Um, but that doesn't help for anybody that has the ambitions to go international 
for sure. So, um, I, you know, again, fitting the bridle is also can be very tricky. It all depends on, you know, whether you want a, a shallow or a higher port being, uh, tongue pressure or palate pressure on the horse's mouth and knowing the anatomy of the, of the mouth, basically, you know, I mean, that, that's a huge part in, in acceptance of the bridle as well. So it is something that it's nice to have somebody that's had some experience to help you when you're introducing it. And also not, uh, you know, not really going right to work with it, you know, put it on, take the horse for a little hack, a little bit, just see how it feels and then start introducing some real work with it. But to put it on, you know, pick the horse up and expect it to be right there sometimes can can come back and bite you. So it's just uh, something you want to add to, you know, depending on the horse especially, very carefully and tactfully. And, of course, there's the fitting of it with having the two bits, the, with the snaffle and the bradoon, and fitting the curb correctly, Debbie, do you want to talk us through that? Because that's so critical how you obviously you twist the curb to get that to lie flat on the horse's chin and how tight you have the curb. Um, th- this is something which is critical in the, cor- the correct fitting of the double bridle b- before you correct. get started. Well, a lot of people's, people do think, too, that like, for instance, when you adjust the curb chain, that the um, you certainly don't want it really tight. But if you have it really loose, you also are rotating that bit much further in the horse's mouth, which can produce problems with the pinching of the tongue and things like that as well. So, again, that also comes into play. Um, you don't want to leave it hanging there because sometimes then you get too much angle in the curb, and then it does rotate in the horse's mouth, and it will cause pinching with the tongue and interfere with the snaffle. So, um, you know, you always want the snaffle a little bit higher, and although when you put it in the horse's mouth, it'll sometimes appear that the snaffle is hanging down, but when you pick up on the reins, you'll actually see where the snaffle picks up in the horse's mouth, and then there's, there's a good clearance for both bits. But it, you know, it's something you need to look at. You don't just take it for granted that it goes like this or that. You know, some horses you do have to play around with the pressure and um, some just take right to it. You know, I mean, it's just like training them. Some learn on a different curve than another one. So, you know, it's not, there's no set rule really as to how it should or shouldn't be because every horse is a little bit different. And let's talk about um, the angle, the the length of the curb, um, uh, Debbie, and the height of the port and what is suitable. As you say, every horse is different. But if you were going to start off and you'd never used one before, you're going out to buy one for the first time, what would you advise riders to do? You know, I personally have had um, very good luck with the the shallower, the lower port um, for my I mean, most of my horses actually have had that fit very comfortably in their mouth. I know some people prefer the one that kind of uh, points a little forward because then uh, um, the they feel there's less tongue pressure for the horse. So, um, But then I've also found that it also puts pressure on the palate. So it really depends on, uh, again, on the way that horse is, palate sits as well as not just the tongue pressure so um 
you know, the, and then the the length of the of the the shank or whatever. Um, really, that is for me. I use it. I use that whole thing as something we have to put on. So I never put it on and use it as a place for, let's say, um, leverage or um, thinking that it's going to give me more control because that isn't the purpose that I'm even putting it in for. So, um, but again, you know, um, people look at these things a little differently. So <laughs> I'm only giving you my perspective on it. And I'm not saying that by any sense of the game, this is the, the way it should be. So uh, I think you'll probably ask several people and, and everybody will have a little different take on it. But, but I think I'm these are useful to go to the, to the, the gentler, softer way for sure. Well, I thought that was a fascinating conversation they had on double bridles and bidding. I, I hope you uh, gained something out of that. It's something that's a bit of a mystery to a lot of people. So I thought I would let it run. It uh, ran a little longer, but uh, I, I thought it was a great thing for you to take a listen to. And maybe if somebody picked up something and uh, can do that a little bit safer next time, then I think I think it was worth it. You can hear the whole episode with Chris and Debbie at dressageradio.com, episode number 32. Well, if you want to drop me an email, you can do so at Glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Also, don't forget to stop by if you're buying anything at Amazon today. Stop by our website first, horsetipdaily.com, and click on the Amazon link in the middle of the page. We'd appreciate your support uh, by doing that. It doesn't cost you any more. Just uh, we get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon for anything that you buy there. It doesn't matter what it is. So we'd appreciate uh, any help you could give us there. It helps us keep the program going. And don't forget to check all the other great shows on the network. We have some fun stuff coming up this week. You can find that at horseradionetwork.com. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.